From the game gurus at Snakes and Lattes, you're listening to the Snakes Cast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Welcome to the Snakes Cast, everyone. I'm Jonathan Moriarty. Joining me this week are my co hosts, Mandy Gelsma. Hey. And Todd Campbell. Hi. We're going to be talking about art this week, and the idea of whether or not tabletop games can be art. There's plenty of discussion on the internet about whether or not video games can be art. Uh, there was the famous row with Roger Ebert saying about how you know, video games can never be art like movies. But uh, what, here's the thing. The video games have an ancient cousin on the tabletop, about 4,000 years older. So here's the question. Are game designers artists? Are game players artists? Is there artistry somewhere in the creation, the design, the play of games? That's what we're going to be talking about this week. Very highbrow. So let's uh, let's start with you, uh, with you, Todd. Uh, what is art? No pressure. Just what is art? <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, art is something that engages you, that forces you to uh, to engage it on a higher level, and 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 transports you to somewhere else, to okay. whatever world that art is living in. Mandy, you actually have a background in art, as I recall. You're like way smarter than us in this. Uh... Yeah, I actually have my master's from U of T in art oh, history. Oh, holy crap! Okay, <laughs> okay. What I just so said. let's okay. To enlighten us. What um, what actually is art? Um, I like to think of it as two different levels. If you look back in history, you find the first level, which is something you get enjoyment from visually. So whether mm. it's you know ancient Greek vases or pieces from the Renaissance, and then. The second level would be something that engages you, forces you to gain a new perspective on how you interact with people, with your world, et cetera, et cetera. Does that, uh, does that apply to other forms like music or dance or architecture as yes, well? Yes, a lot of the media that I feel have emerged in the last couple of centuries definitely falls into the second category, as well as the first. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I, I stole my definition from art from, uh, from a guy named Scott McCloud, um, and it's not the most scholarly, but the idea is that uh, anything you do, that is not for the express purpose of survival or reproduction is art. Because you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. And uh, that, that definitely falls in, I think, the first category that you were mentioning. Right. Uh, but, but then there's that second category of, uh, perhaps we instead of calling it art, we call it art. Um, <laughs> For, for most people, that, that definition is a lot narrower. I mean, a lot of people will say that something like the voice of fire, the, the one that's the two blue stripes and the red stripe in the middle, that's not art. But uh, for those who have studied this, it certainly is. So video games are definitely art at this point, despite what Roger Ebert says. We've got some stone masterpieces like Journey and Gone Home and Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, where there's you know, people cry playing these games. They're really emotionally evocative. So discussion is definitely possible there. What about tabletop games? Uh, tabletop games are obviously the first one, the, the, the first definition of art that you were mentioning. Mm-hmm. But what about the second? Do you think that uh, do you think that they could qualify as as something that that would fit the second definition of art that you had? Yeah, definitely. Um, there are certain games that really change your perspective on on how you interact with people. Um, it teaches you new types of techniques of of how to express yourself like a game like Dixit. It's a game that not only is visually appealing, but appealing, but also a game that um, um, you sort of find ways to, to express uh, uh, thoughts without really having given voice to them yes. before. It involves creativity, and, um, and I guess there are other games too where you have to find ways of uh, of acting within a set of rules that uh, that that are up to you. So. Um, Let's begin by comparing games with other art forms. Do you guys have a favorite art forms? Uh, something that, you know, music or theater or, you know, obviously, Todd, you've got a theater background. 
I do, so theater's always been a, a great love of mine. Why, does, uh, why is theater special? What is it about the way a play makes you feel that, that, is, that is special and unique and, and sort of elevates it for you in terms of your, the intensity of your experience above other art forms like music or what have you? Um, being able to see live people interact with each other and convey the, the story and the emotion of, of the playwright's vision is, is extremely uh, engaging. When it's well done, uh, it, it feels like you're peering in someone's window and watching mm. uh, this drama unfold. It's I mean, the, the huge screen in a movie theater is, and that image is really powerful, but actually being in the same room with someone. When you can feel the energy between the actors uh, uh, bounce back and forth, uh, that's something you can't quite get in a cinema. Now, cinema can give you brilliant images and, and tell the story in a different way, but to get that, that live connection with another human being, uh, you can only find that in the theater. So, uh, Mandy, is, is visual arts the, um, the medium that does that for you? I tend to gravitate towards more of the visual arts, so painting, um, sculpture, but what I really love is items that not only has, are beautiful to look at, but also have functions. So, um, for example, when I'm at the ROM, one of the first things I go and visit is these votive sculptures from Minoan pink sanctuaries. And they were little like carvings of animals that were brought up to uh, sanctuaries to make offerings to the gods. And I just like items that have purpose and aren't just there to be pretty. What were the purpose of these items? They were just offerings to ensure that, um, you know, there'd be a good harvest next year or that, you know, you'd find a good wife for your son so, so you could continue the family, things like that. People really invested their hopes and dreams yeah. into these. They, they, they were, were imbued with a lot of purpose and, and because, you know, they, they had good intentions and beauty as well. Amazing. So let's, okay, what is it about board games, that tabletop games, that makes them special and unique among other art forms? That's why I think board games are definitely art, is because, you know, they're not just pretty to look at, but they also have function and they evoke strategies and interaction between people. And that's definitely a lot more interactive than, you know, sometimes a painting on a wall, which is Sounds like sacrilegious for me to say. <laughs> well, you do get to interpret the painting. You know, there's some of you there. I mean, it's half artist and half audience, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, there, there, there is some participation there, but in a game, it kind of goes a step farther because mm -hmm. you get to decide the outcome. Yep. And unlike in video games, where usually the outcome has already been written in and programmed by somebody else, and it's up to you to figure out how to get there, uh, in a tabletop game, nobody knows how it's going to end. And that's the whole point. And the choices that you're going to make during that game are what is going to decide that. So the, the, the fate of this work is in your hands, you, you and your fellow players. And, uh, and I, guess, I guess that's what, uh, what really makes tabletop games special and arty. So um, some other, it's, it's hard to compare with other forms, though. I mean, you can sort of compare theater with film yes. or TV or something. Sometimes there are easy comparisons that you can make. But um, it's, it's, it's not quite as easy. I, I like to compare video games with architecture, where you've got the space that you can explore, right? Mm -hmm. And it's up to you to decide how to, uh, how to do these things. But uh, playing a tabletop game would be more like dance, I think. Because mm -hmm. I mean, if, if you're not moving, if you're not actually moving, then there's no dance. It's not happening. If you're not participating in a game, it's the same thing. But that's playing. So, so playing a game is a kind of art form, right? It's, yes. It's, it's, oh, expressive. it's almost a type of ritual in itself. That's true. It's, they, 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 there are rituals in it, you know, like passing the turn, you know, drawing a card, 
Um, you know, all the various little things that you sort of unconsciously do. You begin by rolling a die and you proceed mm -hmm. by moving your piece. It feels almost ritualistic. But, um, it's, all right, so if playing a game is an art form, what is game design? What is that? Is, is that a meta art form? I mean, what's, what, what's, what, what, what is the art in, in, in actually coming up with a framework for other people to play games? Well, to create a good design is, is certainly a, a piece of art. You know, we've all played those games where the, the design is kind of lame and you go, okay, well, there's not much to this. But when you play a game that really engages you, that, uh, that transports you to the world of the game or... Like you were saying about stage plays. Exactly like stage plays. I mean, when it sucks you in, um, you know, that's not there unless the design is, is structured into it. And, and that is art as far as I'm concerned. I think the game designer can be equated with being an artist because their job is to take an idea, an inspiration, a movie, a story that's in their head and translate it into the different media. And that's essentially what the game designer is doing, but in game form. And uh, it's collaborative too, yeah. like, uh, like film or stage plays. You've got, in addition to the game designer, you've got artists, you've got, you've got writers, you've got uh, you know, people who have to design and create the components. Um, it's almost uh, like, like Richard Wagner was saying about the, the, this, the single great work which combines all these other elements. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the fact that, uh, that his uh, musical dramas combined costume with dance, with singing, with music, with literature, with all of the architecture, with all of these things sort of together and games. Uh, tabletop games in particular sort of also combine these things all together into a single, very unique sort of form. Well, let's talk about some masterpieces then. I mean, for a long time, uh, one of the counter-arguments that Rod, people like Roger Ebert could use against video games is that, well, there, there is no Citizen Kane of video games. And in recent years, we've been seeing games like The Walking Dead and Journey and Gone Home and Brothers that, that are unquestionably artistic masterpieces. What are some comparable works in tabletop games? We've got over 4,000 years of history to draw upon. <laughs> um, what are some games that, that you can put that on the table and say, there, that is art, no matter how invincibly snobbish or skeptical somebody is, they have to acknowledge that it's art. I think that if, you know, Marcel Duchamp can sign a toilet and <laughs> can make a black square and call it art, um, and, in the same vein that, you know, um, Andy Warhol painted the Campbell's Soup Can, mm -hmm. there's, there's many games that are so um, recognizable in our society, like um, Connect Four, Game of Life, Checkers, that in a way that's kind of art in its own sense. It's true. And the, the, the characters from Clue are so iconic that the face cards from a pack of standard playing cards, they, they, they've become symbols now. Mm -hmm. Something much greater. What do you think, Todd? Any, any, any stone-cold masterpieces that you would bring out to say, okay, you think games aren't art? Look at this. Well, it's so subjective, right? I, everyone's That's true. idea That's true. of what art is is, is different. I, I had the, the opportunity last night to play Tokaido for the first time. Oh, yeah, I haven't played that one yet. That, that's, that's a game that's about traveling, right? It is. It actually reminded me a lot of Journey as I was playing it. Wow. It's, um, it's a very light game. It's set collection. It's not something that I would go, hey, this is such a new innovative thing. But the, the layout of it and the design of it, it's so zen that it just drew me into a very relaxed, calm state. And for me, that's art. It's a masterpiece of atmosphere. Yeah. It transports you. Exactly. I would say the resistance is art. <laughs> mm -hmm. The resistance forces people or, or brings people into that world. Even if they're like, I don't want to play any, any sort of sci-fi game. But the idea of playing 
a, a group of spies in a resistance cell resonates with people in such a great way that they're immediately sucked into the world that designer has created. Yeah, who can you trust? You know, mm -hmm. was, was that a giveaway? Does that mean he's one of the spies? You know, what, how far are you willing to go as a spy to try and convince the other players that they can trust you? I think also in, in the same way that a movie can stick with you or a song can like connect with you on a different level, a game that sticks with you that you think about weeks after you've played it mm. is one that's been successful in being art because it's obviously connected with you. It's, it's forced you to shift your perspective on things. So in that, in that way, um, a good example for me would be um, well, Red Planet. I really like Mission that Red game. Planet. Yeah, mm -hmm. just the 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 whole the, visuals, the stories, what you're doing. Um, that uh, kind of stuck with me a little bit. The Victorian steampunk space travel theme I'm and the gorgeous the art and that probably doesn't yes. hurt because it also creates a real sense of place. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a huge fan of Chaos in the Old World. Ah, yes. It is for me the most uh, engaging game I have, and that's exactly what you're saying, Amanda. That I. I for weeks afterwards, I would think about it and think about how I could play it differently or how I want to try this character or that character in the game. Yeah, Chaos in the Old World is a game that really rewards you for playing in character. Exactly. It's uh, when you're playing as Karn, you know, the blood guy. This is, for the benefit of our audience, Chaos in the Old World is set in the Warhammer Fantasy universe, which is a really grim, really dark fantasy setting. And the players are the gods of chaos, and your job is to destroy the world. That's how you win the game. And each of these gods has a sort of a vision for the horrible future that this world should have. And when you're playing as Nurgle, the god of pestilence and disease, you really feel like you're oozing across the board <laughs> with that, go ahead, kill us, we'll just make more sort of feel. When you're playing as Khorne, the blood god, the god of slaughter, you have to kill. You, know, you need to kill, you need to go out there and mix it up. And it's, it really does feel like that. And it's unquestionably drama on the board with you and your friends in the lead roles. And then of course that brings us to role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons, mm -hmm. which, and we sort of come around full circle again, D&D is basically improvisational theater. Oh yes. It really is. With rules for whether you succeed or fail when you're trying to do something. So this, this, this goes way back even to games of Let's Pretend. Yep. And, uh, and perhaps even the genesis of some of our oldest and most revered uh, art forms today. And I think what you, you, you really could say that every board game is a structured improv. Mm -hmm. It has certain rules and regulations, but everything that you do is happening real time. You make the decision and it happens. So uh, if you consider improv a art, and I do, <laughs> of course yeah. you do. then uh, I don't see why you would not consider board gaming an art. Absolutely. So we hope you've enjoyed this little uh, look into some highbrow questions about games and art. Whether or not you want to make high art of your games doesn't really matter. But it's fun to explore these things. It's fun to explore different ways of playing, different modes of playing. It can be as intellectual or as casual as you want it to be. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Maddie Gelsma and Todd Campbell. Game on. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening. Snakes and Lattes offers a unique service for your next party. Snakes on the Go Board Game Catering. Your own personal game guru and an assortment of our hottest games right in your living room or boardroom. Birthdays, anniversaries, corporate team building, everything is more fun with board games. Visit snakesandlattes.com SOTG for more details or to book your event today. Until next time, I'm P.T. Douglas. Game on.